guys, welcome back to the Girls Love Game Day podcast. Today's episode is going to be a bit different, just like when I was gone. Taryn is gone today. She's at the Combine right now at this very moment because I don't think it ends till like 8 o'clock. She's watching all the players do all their stuff. So tonight I have my friend Tim uh, co-hosting the podcast with me. So Tim, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name's Tim. Uh, I'm a friend of Riley. We've been friends for like two, three years now. Um, I'm a big fan. I've been waiting to get to on really anything to talk about sports. Um, but yeah, so I'm a big football fan, fans of all the Boston teams, but I don't really watch hockey, but I also am big on combat sports too, like MMA. Yeah. So that's who we got on the podcast tonight. As always, we are going to go right into the NFL, which we actually have a lot of news for this week, surprisingly. I know it is Combine Week, but we can't really talk about it that much yet because obviously it's still going on. We have a bit of news for that, but that will come later. So first thing on our agenda, Tyron Smith, longtime Cowboy, is expected to test free agency, which I don't keep up with the Cowboys that much. I don't know if you do, but is this really going to hurt the Cowboys or does it really matter at this point? Because I'm assuming he's an older player if it, it says longtime yeah. Cowboy. Um, he, their offensive line's been always big to their team, but, um, their biggest offensive lineman by far is Zach Martin. Uh, Tyron Smith, he actually had, like, a bunch of penalties throughout the playoffs. Okay, um, so, so maybe it's, like, a blessing a in disguise? Yeah, blessing in disguise, but, maybe? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like the Cowboys... They always they always make a run, but it's ne- they're never gonna make it far. Yeah, and I just he, don't understand how the Cowboys organization is still riding with Dak Prescott after like all these times where he's just choked or he's sold. Like, I don't yeah, um, the the Dallas Cowboys they they just have losing in their blood. Like they just <laughs> they are not America's team. No, they no. are. It's rough. Yeah. So um, I mean, they got blown. They were the first team to lose to a seven seed, and they were the only team <laughs> that week to lose at home. Yeah, Cowboys. It's tough for them down in Dallas, but yeah. staying in the same division, we got the Eagles, and they released Kevin Bayard after only having him on contract for one season, which. Like I didn't look at his stats, but he's he's a decent player, I would say. Bayard, he's uh, yeah. he's pretty good. There's a reason that the Eagles signed him. They were trying to make a they were trying to make a push they, to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, they the traded the with the Titans, I believe, for him. Uh, yeah, I think so it was actually traded, but they clearly wanted him. Yeah. So he either sucked, which I don't know his stats, but he either sucked or there's something else going on behind the scenes. Um, I bet I think, you a team is going to pick him up, though. Yeah, I think the big issue is um, they. Uh, they need Capram because they really need to rebuild that defense. That that secondary was terrible yeah. throughout the year. Throughout their their collapse, like they're kind of like the. Um, I don't the even 49ers. think it was a collapse. They they were just frauds the whole season, and yeah. no one could see it. I was saying that since the first game when they played the Patriots because there's no way the Eagles were good when the Patriots made a run for them the first game. This yeah, season. um, I will say like. Uh, I definitely had a lot of hope in the Patriots through those first two, three games. Yeah, because he didn't Jones, look that bad. Mac Jones looked great against the Dolphins and 
and the, the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, and so, the Eagles. I was definitely like, well, we're we're just getting unlucky. Like the rookies were making a lot of mistakes. Yeah, that Dolphins game we lost because of a terrible call. But that Eagles yeah. game, I think we lost because a uh, wide receiver. Like, can't remember who was it. Boot was it booty? It might have been booty. No, it wasn't booty. I think I don't even remember who it was, but he like forgot to get his second foot down. But interesting. Oh, I, I know Eagles, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think the Eagles are just trying to repair. Like, I think they're just trying to restart that defense. James Bradbury, they should. Like, if they don't release James Bradbury, I'd be shocked because he is terrible. Yeah. Uh, transitioning to the AFC, the Chiefs are planning to have $800 million in renovations to Arrowhead after the World Cup is held there in 2026, which I'm not surprised. I feel like after every team wins, like, multiple Super Bowls, they like do something big when it comes to like their stadium or like around there, you know what I mean? So this was coming. I'm yeah. not surprised. And I bet you they're going to do something really cool cuz Arrowhead's already a sick stadium. I don't know how they're going to make it better, but I'm excited to see that cuz the Patriots did just renovate their stadium and I think it does look way better than the old stadium, but I am going to miss like having like the wind tunnel with that, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? How yeah, we had, yeah. yeah, I, I don't like how that's gone, but I do have to admit that that screen at Gillette is so Ooh, big. It's massive. It is. When I first saw it in person, I was like, "Oh my god, that that is crazy. That is crazy." Uh, so, so um, oh, do you have something to say, my speaking, bad? Yeah. So, like, kind of going into the second, the second or the next topic, um. The Chiefs actually like they they kind of had a poor a surprisingly poor um oh the yeah NFL player association like report cards. weren't they like the 29th ranked team they had they yeah they had a terrible one the Patriots didn't have a good one either but but I'm pretty like, sure the Chiefs was wor- the Chiefs like was yeah. worse than ours with the Chiefs I they were ranked 31 out of 32 and their owner uh That's got crazy. an F minus. He was ranked at F minus. That's insane. And currently looking at like their training room was uh ranked a D, like in the D's, yeah, D plus. Yeah. Um the Patriots actually had like they had a bad one, but when it came to like Bill Belichick, he had a he had a, a B minus. Like they ranked the owner. Yeah, but our weight room sucks. Yeah, our weight room is I guess ranked... it's like the worst weight room ever. Yeah, our weight room is a D. Yeah, then... I think the only worst weight room than us is the Cardinals. They have an F minus. Yeah. yeah, the but our training staff was ranked in A and some teams that like did terrible like the Arizona Cardinals treatment of families F, nutrition F minus, weight room F minus. They're really only good things. They're only two things that weren't Fs. Were their strength staff, which is an A minus, and their training staff, which was a B plus. Yeah, which I'm surprised room. when I look at like the Patriots travel, I, it's a D plus, and I'm really surprised about that because yeah. we have like our own private plane yeah. and everything. So I'm like, I don't know. And the treatment of families is also super surprising. The treatment yeah. of families, we got C minus, and I just, that's just shocking to me because I yeah. feel like. I feel like Robert Kraft's always talking about how the Patriots are. A it's a big family, it's, yeah. It's just surprising that we don't have better stuff, but yeah. So if you guys yeah. do want to check out the report card, it is on the internet. There's a lot yeah. of ratings you guys can go read. We could go on for hours about that, 
But sticking with the Chiefs, they are the second team to use their franchise tag, and they have franchise tag. Le- is it Legarius Sneed? Is that yeah, is that how you say his first Sneed. name? Legarious Which Sneed. he is a key part to their team, and I'm not surprised they use their franchise tag on him. They definitely need to keep him for next season if they want to keep making a so, run at the Super Bowl. They are looking at um. They are looking at trading him if they can't get a long-term deal done. Oh, um, okay. I see, I see. So I'm assuming their thought process is if we can't get a, a uh, long-term deal done, we want to at least get something Yeah. instead of losing him to free agency. Yeah, get him for one more year. Yeah. Or no, not even just that. Like they, If they can't get the long-term deal, they would rather – Oh, trade him for something. They would something. rather yeah, trade yeah, him yeah. than next year lose him for nothing. That's true. But, that's true. Yeah, he – he made some big plays against the Ravens. He was one of the ones that forced um, that Zay Flowers fumble. He he made some big plays. He was a big part of their yeah, defense. Yeah, he yeah he's a very key part to their defense. So yeah. Good job by the Chiefs. That's definitely a good franchise tag. I feel like both of the franchise tags we've seen so far have been good because I know sometimes I question them, but T. Higgins and Snead like that. Those are two good solid franchise yeah. tags. Uh, and then the last piece of news we have for the NFL before we transition to Patriots news is Mike Evans is planning to test free agency. I know that the Bucks are definitely like heavily pursuing trying to bring him back, but I'm pretty positive that I read somewhere that he's trying to test free agency, and he's definitely going to get a market. He teams are definitely going to go after Mike Evans. What 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 has it been? Is this his like seventh season in a row with 1,000 receiving Ever yards? Ever since he's been in the NFL. Oh, He's every season? Every yeah. single season. That's um, insane. Which is actually crazy. Um, but I I think that um, with him, he's going to get the most offers for the, – the receiver market this year is so bad. Yeah. He is, like, one of the only unrestricted free agent receivers. And he's one of the only, like, big-name receivers that's in the free agency market. Yeah, because the um, running back market, like you were saying earlier, yeah, is running like back market, way bigger. Yeah, we were talking about this before we started. The running back market is insane this year. Saquon, Josh Jacobs, uh, Derek Henry, uh, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler. Alexander like, Madison just got released by the Vikings. All of these running backs, though, they're getting older. And I have, I have a thing that's why... Like they're not gonna get big contracts. The, I don't know. the the issue is that teams when they have good running backs, like I will say, some teams do a really good job at having a one-two punch. Like the Patriots with oh um, Zeke and the, um, Zeke and Mondre, and, uh, Zeke, and Ramadre. Ramadre. Zeke and Mondre. Yeah. If we can re-sign Zeke, then no wait, don't we have it. Zeke on a two-year deal? I think oh, we still have he? him for one. I, I'm, yeah. Pretty sure we signed him two years. We still got him one more year, unless his contract is like you can leave after the first. It's it's a one year deal, but I oh, shoot, think I think there. Uh, he said it's he a said one he year wouldn't... deal, three million base salary, a million dollar signing bonus, and six million worth of incentives. So the, I wasn't two. I don't know who I'm thinking. But of I think I think you're thinking. I think you're think like there's been reports that. Zeke wants to come back. Yeah, he does. He did yeah. say he wanted to come back. And the issue is, like, if you look at the Browns, Nick Chubb, he's at, he's the same. Uh, he was in college with Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle and him ran at Georgia together. Oh, I um, love Sony. 
the yeah, I actually have his signature from his rookie year. I went to a oh, that's football sick. camp. Yeah, I have his jersey. Oh, I that, love Sony. That 2000, uh, what was it, 18? 2018 um, playoff run, six touchdowns in three games. Yeah. Like, it, he, he was insane. insane. Yeah. Um, but the issue is, like, a lot of these teams, like Derrick Henry, he's really the only good running back. He's on the he's, – He's on the getting, decline. He's getting every single carry. That's why he's on – that's why these running backs are so, like, old and, you know, like, it happened with Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, yeah. he was getting handed the rock every single time. Like, it's just if you don't have a good one-two punch, the yeah, you gotta have two players. Career life suffers, and you can see a lot of teams like the teams with the two, the two-man punch. They tend to also do better just in the run game because when you watch the Titans, when Derrick Henry is in, you know it's like mostly gonna be a run. But you know for a fact when he's out of the game, it is almost always a pass because he's not yeah. receiving back. Yeah. So he's not like Debo. You know how Debo can yeah. switch between running back yeah. and wide receiver. Yeah, he's not like that. Like the the Forty Nineers do a great job at it. They have Christian McCaffrey. They have Elijah Mitchell, who yeah. a lot of people forget about. But Elijah Mitchell was insanely good before they got Christian McCaffrey, and he showed it in the Super Bowl. He did have some great carries. Yeah. But they also have Debo, who can play and, both. And like every once in a while, they use Yuschek as like a fullback. Yeah. They they, yeah. they give him the ball too. Which so which by the way, bring back the fullback position. Like so uh, many teams don't use so it anymore. Good. Yuschek like, is so good. Um, Devlin, the Patriots oh, former yes. fullback, he was great. Yeah. But like Mike Oswalt, a Buccaneers legend, dude. Yeah, no, the 49ers definitely use that position to their advantage. Yeah. Uh, so transitioning to Patriots news, I know we were just talking about Zeke, but that was not on our uh, notes. Agenda. So, yeah, it wasn't on the agenda, but that's a good transition. So we're going to go right into how the Patriots have released J.C. Jackson, which it was his sec- second stint with the Patriots after we let him go in free agency to the Chargers. The Chargers gave him this big, crazy deal lot of money, right? He didn't pan out. He got injured, yeah. and then he came back to New England on his on his giant contract. We took his giant contract, which was not smart of us. But yeah. he also came out to the news after we brought him back and was like, I want to stay in New England for the rest of my career. I want to retire here. So it's kind of like I, I, I kind of feel bad, think- but at the same time, it's like, well, your contract is way too big. With that, with, I remember getting that. I remember seeing that trade pop up. My first instinct was, well, we're taking on this big contract, but I think the Chargers paid are paying the majority of it. I don't think we pay that much. Do it's you see a, us? Do you see us re-signing him to a smaller contract or no? No, no. I think he's washed. I mean, he he was just terrible yeah. in Los Angeles, and he never really recovered. In After his injury, I mean, remember he was he, the Patriots suspended him for a week. Oh yeah, I do remember that because he was... had. He had character issues and disciplinary issues. But I think a lot of people forget how injured the Patriots' defense was this year. We still had an amazing defense. We were missing Judon. We were missing Christian Gonzalez. We were down to like Oh, Christian Gonzalez was like on lock to win rookie of the year. Like, I'm so mad about that. We were were like – Our defense is going to be so good. We we were holding teams to ten points for four straight weeks, 
with our cornerback four as our starting corner. Yeah. And that just shows you how great of a defensive mind Bill Belichick was. I'm just speaking of Bill Belichick. I don't know. Like, do you think the Patriot way is going to like stay in New England? Like all the disciplinary stuff. I know. I hope so. Well, but there was that whole, I, we have this a little bit down farther on our list, but let's just talk about it now since we're here. Uh, J Rod Mayo was, he wasn't throwing shots at Belichick, but people were like calling that. Cause he was like, we're going to be way more chill. We're not going to be as like disciplined as the Patriots yeah. have been, which like, Maybe, like, I guess a little less chill, but not a lot more chill. I, yeah. I like the disciplinary, like, actions that Belichick I think, Except I think... for, wait, except for when he benched Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl. And I'm still no, mad. I'm still mad to this we, day that we'll never I find think... out why. We'll never find I out why. I honestly think that in, in the Dynasty documentaries, I, I, I haven't hope... I haven't watched the two new episodes yet. Do not spoil it. I haven't, I haven't watched episode three and four yet because I was in Puerto Rico for oh, a week. Oh, okay. So. I'm on five, but yeah. I haven't finished it yet. But um, I hope they touch on it because that's like one of the biggest <sighs> mysteries is why was he benched? I don't and, like, know if no they're going to really talk knows. about it. I, I know. hope they do. Yeah, because I really don't think so. Belichick isn't one to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but with uh, with the, disip- the discipline of the Patriots, I mean, like, that is why we were so great. I mean, like, players. Like, that shouldn't be changed. You know what what I, mean? I will say is that with the Chiefs, like, when when Travis Kelsey got into Andy Reid's face and literally That's pushed horrible. him over. That was I mean, horrible. Like, and, and the thing is, like, if that happened in New England, no matter the game, Tom no Brady would get Super benched. Bowl, if Tom Brady did any, that to Bill Belichick, yeah, he would get benched. Would be benched even if it was Tom Brady. And, and the thing is, is that sets a precedent of, like, respect. Yeah, like, you, you can't are not, do that you're to not your more, coach. You're not more than the team. Like, this is a team. Like, no player is more than anything. And I think that that's actually going to hurt the Chiefs in the long run. Because you saw it in that Super Bowl. They – like they were getting chippy, they were throwing punches. They yeah, had a, they had like two or three personal foul, uh, unsportsman, us, uh, unsportsman like conduct fouls, which is like terrible in one game three, like and yeah. the Super Bowl too. Like when Jay Snead threw a threw a open fist punch, I know, which it's... normally would get you thrown out. But I think next year a lot of teams, it's like the 49ers were talking to uh. The 49ers talked about how going into that Seahawks game, they talked about how um, DK Metcalf has like is like quick to react and quick to anger, and you can get him thrown out of game. So I think next year you're gonna see teams being a lot more like chirpy and you know handsy with the Chiefs trying to get their players thrown out, which is yeah. a good tactic. I mean, it works. yeah, that is a good tactic. Uh, speaking of Travis Kelsey. I, I have to say, I am a Taylor Swift fan. I'm not a Taylor Swift hater. I know some people will disagree with that statement. And I do I do like Travis Kelsey out of the NFL. I do like reading about what him and Taylor Swift are up to. But in the NFL, I am not a Travis Kelsey fan. He is so cocky. He is yeah. not a nice – he's not a nice player. And he's just – it's he's just annoying. I, I like – I like the New Heights podcast, like with Jason oh, Kelsey and Travis. Yeah, out of the that. NFL, out of the NFL, he's a great yeah. guy, great person. In the NFL, but, he's yeah, so he's cocky. A diva. He he goes, he steps over his boundaries, and I just feel like. What I will say is that it's not if okay you, what he does. If you ever look at any other, uh, the reason why 
I hope that the Patriots way doesn't change up at least too much. As you saw, after every single game, no matter – or if we lost a game, no matter if it was a bad call or not, the Patriots never blame the refs. No. Never. They, I you mean, know, our it, fans, like our fans about, blame the refs. Our fans yeah, but to refs, think but about it, right, as a team, if, if a game ever comes down to one call, you didn't deserve to win the game. Because yeah. it should it should never come down to that because it's never about one call because you could have always there's drives where you could have always scored or de- defensive drives where you always could gone to stop and every single time something doesn't go in like Mahomes favors you always see him complaining to ref or after the Bills and Josh game, Allen and know, Josh Allen yeah but what I will say is anytime Josh Allen has lost to Patrick Mahomes he always walks over to him shakes his hand says good game good job yeah. whatever. And then the one time Josh Allen beats Patrick Mahomes, it's a bad call. I'm not. He didn't even say. He didn't even say good game. He said that was. I know that was because BS. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, Travis Kelsey are not a high class act. They're not. Yeah, they're nice. they're crybabies. And then yeah, after they the are. game, ev- it was like every single Chiefs player went up to the podium and blamed the ref. Like, it, it, yeah. you should never have one call lose you the game. It should never be like that. No. Um, transitioning to cap space, the Patriots, after releasing J.C. Jackson, which we just talked about, have the highest cap in the NFL of $103 million. So I'm very excited to see what J. Ron Mayo and our GM, like, does with that money. I really hope we go out, we sign a veteran QB, we get some yeah. more weapons, because we don't really have any weapons. They said they're going to be aggressive in free agency. Okay, so. but the Red Sox said they were going to be aggressive, and guess what happened? Nothing. I feel like yeah. you can't you can't trust that. True. You can't but, you can't trust that. But I think that like with Kendrick Bourne's plans to test free agency, but he wants to return that Patriot. I think Kendrick Bourne's a great wide receiver too. I don't think he's yeah, a good give wide him some money. One. But if you if you keep him, if you draft Marvin Harrison Jr., like. And just, I'm telling you, if you give Mac Jones another shot, or if you go and sign like Facts, a Kirk give Cousins, give Mac Jones, give Mac you, Jones one more shot. If I you go and that. sign Kirk Cousins and let him mentor him, yeah. Because what happened is like, or Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Again, we we're talking about this on the Instagram live. Like, Mac Jones has never entered a season with the same. Offensive coordinator from the last nope, season. Because what's his face? Bill O'Brien is oh is at Ohio yeah. State now. Yeah, and yeah. Or he's at is he at Ohio State? Yeah, I'm pretty he's positive. No, he's at Alabama. Ohio State. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's just insane to me that like a lot of people are blaming Mac, which look, there is blame on him. He was not good, but you never it's regress not that fault. hard. You like, yeah. No, yourself. you can't go from you can't go from making the playoffs and like being one of the best rookie quarterbacks in NFL history to yeah. to sucking that much. Yeah, it's not think, all your fault. I think it, I don't even think you pick up his fifth year option, which we have to decide whether we do this year. Is this we, is this is his fourth year, correct? This is his fourth year, but you have to pick. You have to decide whether or not you pick up his. Yeah, but year. we're also planning on trading him, so I don't even know what's going to happen. Now I I wasted two hundred dollars on a white Mac Jones jersey. But what I will say is that the offensive coordinator we have from the Browns, he's who, good. Again, I really like him because he's run heavy. Um, he he said that he can see Mac Jones being 
our quarterback next year. Our Good. quarterback coach said he sees ways to um to like bring yeah, him back. Yeah, but it's to also it's also not up to them and it's up to our, our true. management. And I don't think our management is a big fan of Mac Jones. But I think I think they don't if I was the Patriots, I'm not picking up his fifth year and I'm basically making him prove that he need he deserves another contract. Yeah. And then even if he has a good year this year, next year you give him a one or two year mostly incentives contract. Yeah. A, like a prove it contract. So he has to prove himself again. If he can prove himself for one or two more years after this year, so we're talking like two or three years of proving that he's back to form. Like I think maybe that's when you start talking long term, but I think what the management needs to keep in mind is that he just hasn't had oh yeah stable the same he just hasn't had the same corner and quarterback's development I mean look at Jordan Love he sat behind the same OC uh a Aaron Rodgers quarterback for four yeah. years and look and at he's him good now. he's really good yeah yeah uh so speaking of testing free agency because I know we just threw out Kendrick Bourne. Uh, yeah. Micah Wenu also plans to test free agency, which is not good. We do not want him to test free agency, but yeah, I mean, it's they're expecting happen. him. They're expecting him to to leave. get a lot of money, and yeah. yeah. But good, a good thing coming out of this conversation is the Patriots have offered Duggar a contract, trying to make him not able to test free agency because he yeah. is a free agent this year. So I think he is our number one priority. But I. <sighs> I don't know if we're gonna franchise tag him. Do you do you think we're gonna go that far if he doesn't? Oh, can think... we not? Can we franchise tag him even though he's a, is he unrestricted or is he a restricted free agent? Uh, I think Shoot. he's. Can you franchise un- tag someone? Can you franchise tag someone if they're unrestricted? Um, I believe so because I think I think T Higgins was unrestricted, right? I don't know, but I really hope we can, and we yeah. might. We might. If he doesn't accept it, we might have to do that. I think you. I think we should because he. I mean that defense. He's a key really... part of our. Yeah. 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 So we already talked about J. Rod Mayo. That was next on our list, but we already covered that. So the last thing we're going to talk about for the NFL is who the Patriots should draft at three in yeah. the in the NFL draft, and I- I'm kind of leaning towards either getting Jaden Daniels or Drake May and getting a quarterback. Or obviously just drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. I really don't – obviously I don't see Caleb Williams falling to three. But if he were to fall to three, I would not draft him because he is too cocky. He's too overconfident in himself. And yeah. I don't think – we were talking about this also before we started. Uh, we don't think that he's going to pan out well in the NFL. And then what's the other quarterback? Um, J.J. Uh, McCarthy. Oh, yeah. I just JJ don't think McCarthy JJ, he's good, but early. no. Yeah, he's no. He's not going to go early. He's going to be a mid-first-round pick. Same and then thing there's also Penix. Michael Penix. Yeah, I was going to say Michael Penix. He's going to be mid to late first. Um, I honestly but... I honestly think that Drake May and Jaden Daniels are, are better, like, options than Caleb Williams. Yeah, but... I, think our best, I think our best bet is drafting uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. because no quarterback is built for success in this offense. We have a terrible offensive line. I think also after you draft – um, Marvin Harrison Jr., you you draft offensive line. Like, you should draft guard, yeah. center. Because David Andrews is nearing retirement, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, we just like our offensive line. I remember we were, I was watching the Dolphins game after, like, I was watching the highlights after two after two seconds of the ball being snapped. Bradley Chubb was already in Mac. Okay, Jones's but that's face. that's Bradley Chubb. He's like really good. He was untouched. He was untouched. Okay, okay, that's not good. Our offensive line was terrible last year. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. We haven't had a good off- offensive line in the past few years, but yeah. I-, I definitely see what you mean. We have we have what's his face from Chattanooga. Oh, I'm mind blanking. Oh, Cole the guy Strange. we drafted. Yeah, but he got hurt. He's right? good. Yeah, he's he, good. he is good. good. That was actually I I hated that pick. pick. I hated that uh, pick when it happened because I was like, what the heck? Why are we drafting? It should not have been a first round. No, pick, no, no, no. We shouldn't have wasted pick. a first round. We should have. Yeah, he would have fallen to the second. He was not. Yeah. No one knew who this guy was. Everyone was like. What the heck did Belichick just do? And I, yeah. I agree. But who knows? Maybe we draft a long snapper at three. Stop. That would be so bad. That would be really bad. Yeah. Um, so that's all we have for football today, which was actually that was that was a lot. I wasn't expecting that much, but there you have it for NFL news. Next, we're gonna go to MLB news. We have three things to talk about. The first one. Braves fans, you guys will be excited to hear this. Ronald Acuna Jr. is expected to be ready for opening day after being injured most of last season. Right? Wasn't he injured? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm I'm not season. really too big on baseball. I mean, I just think that the whole their whole cap situation, I mean, it's just it's terrible. The way they run the league, like the fact that the Dodgers can have Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani and basically anyone else they want on their team because they're a big market and they their owner has endless money. I just think that the way that the the MLB is ran is just terrible. Yeah. So wait to correct myself. Sorry guys. He has a knee injury right now that he got from spring training. I know he had injury issues. I think it was either beginning of last season or yeah. the end of like two seasons ago. I know he had that whole issue. Sorry. To correct myself again, knee issue from spring training, and he got an MRI yesterday, and it's on his meniscus, but the Braves say that he should be good for opening day, so I'm assuming he's probably just not going to play in spring training that much, which, I mean, it's it's Acuna. I don't know how many reps he really needs in spring training. He probably wasn't going to play that much anyways. Usually with star players like that, they play like on and off every few games, so... Uh, hopefully he's okay. Everyone loves seeing Acuna play. He's really good for the league. And I wish him the best. The next piece of information is really, really crazy. Matt Chapman, Blue Jays legend, signs a three-year deal for $54 million with the Giants. The Giants are kind of yeah. loading up. The Giants are honestly kind of loading up. Not yeah, I lie. think they're... I- I remember when they were the front runner to get Aaron Judge. Like they were. Oh, I remember when him. they. I remember when they got Aaron Judge and then they called it back. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, didn't they like? Yes. They like someone broke the news. Someone announced that they signed him, and then later, like he just like, like, like literally like ten minutes later, he was like, "Oh, never mind. Like I was yeah. wrong." Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, and- I would take everything those those report like like. There's a couple. That I would trust, like in the NBA, you have like Woj and stuff. Yeah. But like in the in the NFL, especially like Adam Schefter is slimy. I I <laughs> would not trust anything that guy said. So anytime you see these you see these reports per sources, 
I would just I would maybe take it with a grain of salt because n- normally they're just trying to be the first one who says it, so it's yeah. not fully true. Yeah. Uh, so this is a really great signing by the Giants. I'm gonna go yeah. into it for a second. So Matt Chapman was really the last like star fielder, I would say, to be um to be signed. There really isn't any more standout yeah. fielders to be signed. So the Giants definitely got a great player in Matt Chapman. Uh, and that is a big loss for the Blue Jays. I'm because yeah. I'm pretty sure Taryn is a Blue Jays fan. I know you guys know that. And she was talking about Matt Chapman. I'm positive like last week and how she wanted to get him back, but that clearly did not happen. Uh, and also sticking with the Giants, even after signing Matt Chapman, the Giants are still going to go after Snell, which I'm pretty positive Snell is a pitcher, from what I remember. He was- he was the one who was on the race who got pulled out early in the World Series, right? Yeah, I I think so. So, yeah, he is a pitcher, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I know that the Red Sox were looking in on Snell. Obviously, a lot of teams are because he's, he's a good pitcher. But the Giants are just throwing money out there like it's nothing. And yeah. honestly, I'm kind of here for it because the Giants, they're, they're going to definitely be a fun team to watch this season. But that is one thing I'll say, like, with the MLB, bro. Like, they can uh, – if you're a big market team, you can throw whatever. You can have the most stacked team, and it's just – they just don't have – like, it's yeah. why the same teams are always in the World Series or the same teams are winning or, like, like you'll never – it is going to be hard I mean, to see it's a starting... team like the Colorado Rockies win. Like, the Colorado Rockies are a good team. The, the Diamondbacks are a good team, but – I mean, like, I, I get they're what you're so small market, they can't sign any of these big names, and it makes it extreme. Like, if one of those teams wins a World Series, I mean, it's it's a shocker. Yeah, yeah, if, like, yeah. The Dodgers, I, I totally the Dodgers, the Yankees, or the Red Sox, or, like, any of these big market teams don't win a World Series. Like, I'm not saying, like, the Red Sox are favorites or whatever, but I'm just saying, like, if one of the big market teams isn't the one to win or at yeah. least be in the World Series – it's a shocker. Yeah, but you also have to look at like the Orioles and how yeah. they have sucked for so many years. But they, they they haven't signed any big name people. No, all of their talent has come from their farm system. Yeah. So that's definitely a way for these like bad teams to become good because the the Orioles are proving that mm-hmm. right now. I feel like the Orioles are definitely a favorite to yeah. to make it out of the American League, make it to the World Series. Uh, but they will definitely have to go through the Yankees. They'll have to go through, uh, they, not the Red Sox. I don't think the Red Sox are going to cause them any trouble. Yeah, but um, Yankees. They got Juan Soto. They got Aaron Judge. My, they got Stanton. A, a kid in my a kid in my grade, um, Hayden Schmoller. He's oh actually on the he's actually on the Red Sox prospect team or something like that. Yeah, actually, he's on the, he's on the Boston Red I Sox. I played scout I played team. baseball with him when I was yeah. younger. He is. He is. Like he's so insane. good at baseball. Yeah, he's really good at baseball. But, so guys, yeah. watch out for him. Watch out he for is, him. In the he graduates high school class twenty five. But you can actually look at the perfect game at the perfectgame.org website, and you can see that he is like he's on the Boston Red Sox scout team, which is crazy. That is insane. I did not know that about Aiden. Yeah. Uh. So we're gonna transition into Red Sox talk. So. Yep. The Red Sox have been doing surprisingly like great in the spring training. I think they've only lost like two or three games. They had another uh, double 
game day today where they had two games at once and we won both of them. I think the first one we won four to two and the second one we won three to two. So we're still keeping it close, but we are pulling out the wins. So I'd like to say that's good. Our pitchers are definitely performing well. A lot of our players are hitting home runs, which I like to see. But obviously spring training doesn't like equate into what the regular season is going to look like because I'm pretty sure the yeah. Red Sox – the Red Sox went like undefeated in in like the spring training last year, or they only lost like one game, and yeah. clearly that didn't like transfer over to the MLB. So one of the one of the maddest, uh, like I I like the Red Sox, but when they got rid of Dougie, Doogie or Doogie, yeah, I, I was just it. <laughs> it upset yeah. me, bro. No, that's like, not. He was one of the only reasons why I tune into those games. Yeah, like, I have a chain with his number on it. Like he yeah, was my he favorite was such, player. He was such a character, and then and also, the Yankees ruined him. Yeah, trading him. Didn't we trade him to the Yankees? It was a trade, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, trading yes. him to the Yankees of for all nothing. Teams. For nothing. And also, like the fact that the Yankees still have that old style. Terrible. Where they make them like like shave off all their hair, yeah, their, like facial hair. Yeah. My uh, my great grandfather, he was a fan. He, I knew him for like fourteen years of my life, and he was a big fan of the Yankees. Oh, I'm trying to convince my dad to uh, go to Yankees Red Sox camp so I can see Verdugo because I really want to see him. But that's all we got for MLB news. That yep. was very quick. We're gonna go to NBA news next. So we have two injuries. Or sorry. Sorry, four injuries to talk about. My bad. Uh, Russell Westbrook left last night's game. So Friday night's game. I know you guys are going to be hearing this on Sunday. Left Friday night's game with a fractured hand. That's not good for – is he on the – he's on the Clippers, correct? Yep. Yeah, that's not good for the Clippers. Uh, Is he still coming off the bench? Is Westbrook still coming off the bench? I don't know. Um – he might be. He all might I, not be. We don't. All know. I am is I'm. I'm rooting for him, man. Like I, I, I love Westbrook as a player. I mean, he's just. Yeah. He like the fact that he stayed in OKC for so long, and he really, he really built something in OKC. But like after KD left, but they just could never get over the hump. Nope. But um, he's the the speaking of the Clippers, they they have that whole rebrand going on for next year, and it's yeah. That's great. Yeah, so let's hope Westbrook comes back soon. And then next injury, we have Scotty Barnes fractures his finger. So we got a lot of, like, hand injuries going on. And Scotty Barnes, Barnes, he's he's interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, he's an interesting player. After watching him in the All-Star game, he's kind of odd, but yeah. Yeah, he's... He's definitely... He's a a key piece. He's a a key piece up in... He's in Toronto, right? Key piece up in Toronto, so... Yeah. Hopefully he comes back soon, just like I said about Westbrook, because those are definitely two key players to both of those teams. And then switching over to the 76ers, Joel Embiid, who has been – he was on and off in the beginning of the season, but then obviously he's been gone for a little bit now. And like we said before, he is not eligible for the MVP award anymore. I just want to reiterate that. Uh, he hopes to return this season from his injury. And I don't, I don't know. Like <sighs> – I feel like right now it's really hard to tell if he's going to return or not because his injury's kind of bad. Yeah, I, I um, don't want him to come back. I'm not gonna. I lie. think he is. I think he's. I think he is overrated. He's a he's a free throw merchant. He 
just he just flops all yeah. the time. Anytime you can't touch him in the paint. Like whenever you do, he's flailing and you know, like the fact that he's getting he gets walked up every single year by a forty year old man named <laughs> Al Horford is crazy. Yeah. That that is crazy. That's so true. I feel like Al Horford he just locks up those like big MVP guys. He locked up Giannis, yeah, he locked he up is, Embiid. He's so underrated. He is, He's underrated, but like, um, with with Joel Embiid, he's just a choker, dude. Yeah, like, he's just he not, did not he's... deserve MVP. I feel like the league weighs MV the MVP award so much on stats when it really yeah. it really needs to be divided between stats and how important Sometimes... you are to your team because yeah. Jason Tatum does not get the recognition he deserves, and I know I probably it's sound like even... like a boring old Celtics fan, but come on. It's not even just that. Sometimes um, it comes down to just, like, watching a game, right? Like, Jokic, a lot of stuff he does isn't necessarily a, a stat, but, like, just him Jokic as, deserves a, it, as though. a player. He causes, he causes the defense to completely, like, teams have to game plan for him. Yeah. Not just, not just the Nuggets, but also how are they going to, like, the Celtics literally would, like, give Grant Williams an insane amount of minutes just because he was so good at defending Jokic. Yeah. That's why it's like Joker versus Batman. Batman. Yeah, Joker yeah. versus Batman. Yeah. I miss Grant. I miss Grant. But Yeah. But I I don't think he's that good. I think I felt I feel like he was a good like, personality though. I don't know yeah. I don't know no, what definitely. Yeah, but I don't know what went down in Dallas where everyone was like, oh he, no, he him was switching him switching his shoes from Lucas to Tatum. That's great. No, but that's funny. That's so the funny. The fact that he got traded because he's rough, like, bro, That's come so on. good for him. That's so funny. Yeah. Like, if, he's, he's a Celtic at home. I know. I think, I think, like, him and Marcus Smart would actually, like, re-sign with the Celtics on way cheaper oh, deals definitely. just to be on the team. Definitely. Because the Celtics are actually, like, brothers. Like, if you look at how well they get along. I don't know about Grant Williams, though. Marcus Smart, he would definitely do that. But Grant Williams, was he was looking for way too much money. I remember yeah. when before he was going to be a free agent, he was asking the Celtics for so much money. And that's why we didn't re-sign him. But Marcus Smart yeah, would definitely do that. He wasn't, he wasn't good enough for the money he was asking No. For. Uh, and then the last injury we're, we have is Trey Young is expected to miss four weeks after getting surgery. So that is not looking good for the Hawks. Yeah. I feel bad for Trey Young. I think, I think his talent's being wasted in Atlanta. Yeah, which I think he really doesn't have any that? supporting. He doesn't have, like, a supporting Someone, someone else said that, like, where – like, that, I've seen that a lot from um, – oh, my God, maybe Charles Barkley. Yeah. I don't know, but they – a lot of people want him out of Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta is the definition of mid. Yeah, I agree. Like, like I saw a stat that they're like seven fifty and they're seven and fifty, and seven and fifty in their first fourteen hundred games. I honestly feel like Trey Young would be really good on a team like the Heat or, yeah. or like the Magic or or like the Nets. I feel like. I feel like in one of those three teams, I could definitely see him playing well. Any team where he has, like, pieces around him. Like, yeah. Him and Paulo Bencaro, bro. Or him and Jimmy Butler. I feel like they could Yeah, they could do something. I hope he doesn't go to the Heat. I hate the Heat. Yeah, bro. me too. I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. Back to MVP talks. I know we were talking about Embiid, MVP, right? Uh, so, 
the Celtics blew out the Mavs, like blew them out. I think we won by like 30, around 30. I think it was 138 to 111. If it was I... a, like a 25-point win. Yeah. And to be fair, a lot of the points that the, um, the Mavericks scored were in garbage time. And yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. a stat, the, Patri- uh, the Patriots, <laughs> the Celtics starting five, Scored 105 points. The entire Mavs team scored 110. That's insane. That's insane. So, yeah. After that game, Tatum has moved ahead of Luka Doncic in the MVP ladder, which Tatum should have been ahead of him in the first place. Yeah. I don't understand the league and their hate with Jason Tatum. He's he doesn't he's not a crybaby. He doesn't cause any issues. He doesn't have any problems in the locker room. He's a genuinely nice guy. He does a lot of things for the for the good of Boston and the good of the Celtics. And he's just he's just, he's like a class act. He, he's yeah, a, and just a great of, player and I don't understand. Speaking of how statistics based the NBA MVP races the fact that Doncic was overtaken at all was insanely, like, shows how true that is because, um... I bet you Doncic has as ma- better stats I, than I love I love Doncic, and he's had a bunch of 30-point triple doubles Well, that's because year. he's the best but player on his team by a significant look, amount. If you look at how terrible, like, the Mavs have, like, how many games... Where he's had three point triple double, he's lost. They've lost. Yeah, I mean, like it's just crazy. Like they, they, they like it, he shouldn't be MVP because yeah, he's putting up insane stats. He's doing great and whatever. He's just not like yeah, but he's just not winning games though. He's not the reason why his team. Yeah, is I totally agree. And I, I like Luca is putting up these amazing stats because he is the best player on his team by a landslide. And w- but yeah. when you look at Tatum, Tatum is putting up very similar stats when he is the best player on our team, but I wouldn't say it's by a landslide. We have Porzingis, who is amazing. We have Brown, who's also amazing. We have Derek White, who is being slept on so hard by the league. He yeah. should have been in the All-Star game. Like, I don't – I just don't – Drew Holiday, he's also good. I feel like every single one like of our top six players are yeah. are so good. And when you look at – the Mavs, it's just Luka, and and every other player is just so much worse than yeah. him. They're I mean, not even close. Like, the only other player on the Mavs is Kyrie Irving. Okay, and, but no, like, dude, he's not even. Kyrie good. Irving, bro. Overhyped. Ever since he stomped on Lucky, bro, he has had. 0 10 versus huge... the Celtics. Yeah, and now 0-11 because he lost his pass game. Oh, I think I think it's still 0-10. I think like that okay. was the tenth loss. Yeah, but yeah. He like he's just like man, he's been on a downward spiral. I feel like LeBron carried him. Yeah, but I'll put I'll him on the Lakers. Be, put him on I'll the still Lakers. forever be upset about that Isaiah Thomas trade because it was a great trade in hindsight. Thomas was after that injury, he was never the same. No, but. I would have rather had Isaiah Thomas just did so much for us. I know. I would have rather had Thomas in the locker room than Kyrie. Oh yeah, screwing it up. The fact that we didn't, the fact that we didn't win a championship with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. I mean, yeah, they got hurt that first year, but that second year, like the fact that we didn't win was crazy. Yeah. And then, like, then we got Kemba. Kemba was so fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. I but I feel like when we did trade him, that was the right decision because yeah. clearly he has not bounced back from the injury he had. 
Yeah, no. That's, I feel like the Celtics management has been so good the past two seasons. No, it's at been making great. Brad decisions. Stevens, Brad Stevens is a dog. That was the best decision and, moving him to management because decision, when that first happened, yeah, I was so mad. Him. Yeah, decision to no longer make him the coach and make him a uh, a man like a GM. It, look, it was at first I was kind of yeah. Like, at I first know, I was like, like what the heck? Like, like who is he, Ime Udoka? He, yeah. We haven't really done much, you know, but, hey, he's been aggressive. And, I mean, look at our team now. I mean, he he's done so much for us. Yeah, like the Derek White trade when everyone was like, what the heck? Oh, yeah, that Derek White trade. That's that, going to go down in history. To be honest, to be honest, we haven't lost that many pieces. The biggest trade where we lost a lot was, like, Robert Williams. Like, I don't even that think. That hurt. I love Robert that Williams. That hurt? Like, that hurt. Because he's, he's a great so person, but he's, he's yeah, so injury prone. that was a good decision. That was a good decision, but yeah. it did hurt. I agree. Uh, so transitioning to NHL news, the Capitals have placed Kuznetsov on waivers, which is insane because Kuznetsov is like, he's, he's been good. I, I haven't looked at his yeah. stats yet, but uh, he's a well-known player. If you watch hockey, even a little bit of hockey, you, sh- you should know who Kuznetsov is. Uh, so he's gone off the team. I feel like the Capitals are falling apart. Ever since the Capitals traded for um Zidona or signed, it was signed or traded. Um, ever since they did that to Zidona Chara, and they took him from the Bruins, I feel like they just gone downhill. Yeah. I don't know, like Chara curse or something. But damn, like I hope someone picks up off because he's a good player. And then the big piece of news is the Vancouver Canucks have re-signed Elias Peterson to an eight-year contract. Uh, I didn't see how much money it was for, but I'm assuming it's probably going to be, like, like it, between $12 million and, like, $16 million because in the NHL, yeah. usually contracts aren't that much money, and usually an eight-year contract is 12 yeah, to $16 the million. NHL, the NHL, like, I mean, I remember – like once they were coming back from COVID, there's a lot of talks about how close they are, like how financially, like screwed they are and stuff. Like they, them, they had to like rename the divisions and have sponsors for the divisions. Like, but that's also not their fault. They don't get any publicity from well, no, anywhere. It's also because COVID hit them so hard. True. Like, the NBA had a plan for COVID. The NHL really didn't. The NHL didn't really know what to do. NFL season was already over. Baseball, I mean, baseball's just been around so yeah. long. I know the NHL has, but baseball's had so, like, the base, baseball's been so popular in America, whereas, like, NHL really hasn't been. I, I just NHL, wish, like, I wish I could get, like, every person in the United States to watch one game seven of of hockey, and then they would understand yeah, I mean, why like, it's so hockey, good. Hockey is fun to watch sometimes, like... Hockey is the I mean, like, funnest sport to watch. Yeah, hockey is just... Hockey is great to watch once you once you Understand it. Like, it, once yeah. you get used to it. Like, I, ha- I don't really watch hockey, but that's not because I don't like it. It's because... Like, I have, like, YouTube TV and, like, ESPN, so I don't, I don't have Nessun. So I don't yeah. really get to watch. I don't really get to watch the the Red Sox and the Bruins. But like, if a game is on, I'll watch it. Like the the watching the Bruins is definitely fun. Yeah, it like is. watching the fights and the hits. Yes, definitely, definitely. It's kind of like um with like con- like with UFC. Like it took me like 
probably two cards, like two actual like pay per view cards, which is where you pay to watch like the main fights, the five big fights. Um, it probably took me like two to really get into it, and now like it's one of my favorite sports. Yeah, it's, which like, we're football. gonna talk about UFC in a minute, but before that, we're gonna talk about the combine, which I classified under college football talk. So the one thing we're gonna talk about is how Caleb Williams will not throw at the combine. He came out yeah. on the podium and told everybody, I'm not going to throw at the combine. You guys can just look at my film and see how good of a player I am. In what world is that smart of him to do that? No world. Um, what I will say is, like, dude, college football is so different than, yeah. than the NFL. I mean, the NFL moves so much faster. And with with the NFL, I mean, you are – Defenses are insane. I mean, with with college, there's a reason why we see 70-point games, 60-point yeah. games. And also, think about, like, Alabama. Like, college football is is such a, like, pow, like big school, heavy sport. Like, if you look at Alabama, LSU, Clemson, USC, where Caleb Williams came out of, um, UNC, Miami, like, sometimes – they pay smaller schools to play them. Mm-hmm. Michigan, like some of their wins are against like the school of the death or, or deaf or whatever. Like, like with college football is so much different than the NFL. You can be a great college football player and a terrible NFL player. We've seen that so many times with Ryan Leaf. I mean, like um, Zach Wilson. Like, and you can also be a not like you can be a good but not so great college player and a great NFL Brock player. Purdy. Like Tom Brady. Brock Purdy, yeah. Like it's not Julian how you college, it's how do you transition to yeah. the NFL. And also if you have any chance to show off your skills, you should take that opportunity. Yes. Yes. You cannot also, be that cocky. It's throwing not. throwing at the combine, they do a lot more like like your motion, how you hold a football, because yeah. a lot of that does come into play. How you throw, how consistently you throw, like yeah. Keep in mind, he did throw like four picks against Notre Dame. This is Dame. gonna come back to haunt him. Just so you guys watching, wait. so watching film. Who knows? Maybe, maybe the Bears watch that Notre Dame game and see his four picks. Yeah, so that could come to haunt him. Yeah, and also he's so again with the cockiness. He came out and he's yeah. like. He came out and he was. He said something along the lines of, "I don't see a world where I'm not picked at one," or like yeah. someone. Someone asked him, asked him what would happen if he wasn't picked at one, and he was like, "He's like, he I was don't like, think of a plan B." Yeah, there is. He was like, "There is no plan B." Like he's own. Like that's so cocky of him. And here's the thing: I don't think he'll pan out. I don't yeah, think no. He'll be a, a good NFL quarterback. I saw. Look, I watched his call some of his college games, and he makes a lot of mistakes. He yeah. He, like, does a lot of these circus throws also. And, like, I'm telling you, in the NFL, like, I know Mahomes does it, but I was telling That's my brother this thing the Super Bowl, like, some of these guys, like Mahomes, Caleb Williams, like, these improvisers who try and extend the play, sometimes when that quick throw isn't there, their decision-making is terrible. I mean, yeah. Mahomes threw a pick right over Travis Kelsey's head into triple coverage. Like, some of these guys are just not – they're just – like, you can improvise, and it's awesome when you hit a no-look or a, you spin in a circle as you throw in <laughs> a catch. Yeah. Like, 
and it's a seventy yard bomb. It's cool, but really That's it comes like down to are you are you gonna be able are you gonna be able to take the two yard check down when everything else like are you gonna be able to make a quick decision on who's gonna be open based off of the coverage? That's what Tom Brady did so well. Is that like he could look at the coverage and be like, boom, this five yard slant's gonna be open like that that's a big thing in the NFL is not just like like you gotta be able to make those hard decisions. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So uh last thing we're gonna talk about before we go to picks of the week is Tim is gonna talk about UFC because I don't really know anything about that. Yeah. But Tim, take it away because I, so, I don't know anything. This is gonna be really quick, um, because I'm not sure how many of y'all are actually into UFC, but uh, tonight there's a little UFC fight night, which is a not a pay per view card, but it's just a small card. Um, Rosenstruck defeated Gaziev via doctor stoppage in the fourth round. Um, then also coming up next week we have Sugar Sean O'Malley. Uh, he is fighting Cheeto Vera on UFC 299. That card is absolutely stacked. We have Dustin Poirier is fighting Benut St. Denis. Kevin Holland will be fighting Michael Venom Page, who fought in Bellator. He's making his UFC debut. Uh, Gilbert Burns is fighting uh, Jack Della Maddalena. And Peter Yan is fighting Song Yadong. Uh, so that card is stacked. And then in April, we have UFC 300, which is going to be headlined by. Jamal Hill taking on Alex Piera, who's a, the light heavyweight champion. Then we have the women's strawweight championship, Wally Zhang versus Yan. I'm gonna butcher this, but Zai on Nan. And then we have the baddest, the BMF belt, which is the baddest MFer. Um, <laughs> Justin Gaethje versus Max Holloway. And then we got some other great fights on here, but I won't get into it too much. But yeah, it's it. The cards coming up are stacked. We have a fight every single week up until UFC 300. Yeah. So if you're into that, that's what's going on in the UFC. And then the final thing I'm going to tell you guys about is picks of the week. So last week, me and Taryn, we talked about, I think it was just, it was the Sunday games last week, the Sunday slate for the NBA. Uh, I went seven for 11 on my picks and Taryn went six for 11. So for the first non-NFL picks of the week, I've won. So it's a one to zero for me and Taryn. I'm going to start keeping count because I know I think she, she probably beat me for NFL picks of the week because she had some crazy weeks like we talked about earlier. But that is all we have this week for our podcast. Taryn will be back next week. She's at the Combine, like I said. So thank you so much to Tim for stepping in for Taryn because I don't know if I would have been able to do this alone. I know Taryn did it alone a few weeks ago. I don't know how she did that. So props to her. But, yeah, everybody say thanks to Tim in the comments. Make sure to go fo- – do you have a sports account, Tim? Uh, nah, but I- I've been thinking about okay. making one. I Just probably show, should make one. Show, show Tim some love, and if Tim ends up making a sports account, I will let you guys know what it's called so you guys can go follow it. And that's all we got. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Deuces.